Good morning. It's September 10th. And welcome to Doing Life, daily devotions for finding peace in stressful times. This is the audible companion to the book of the same name. And today's title is Acts of God. He, after all, loves each of us, good and evil, kind and cruel. He causes the sun to rise and shine on evil and good alike. Matthew 5:45. As I sit down to write this evening, there are over 35 wildfires burning from Southern California all the way to Northern Oregon. For the first time in anyone's memory, the sky over San Francisco was dark orange in the middle of the day, with smoke so thick it looked like fog obscuring views of the bridges and downtown buildings. In some parts of the Bay Area, ash swirled through the sky like snow. One national reporter filed his story from the back of a pickup rolling through a town in Oregon that simply didn't exist anymore. It was completely incinerated, cars abandoned in the middle of the road where their tires then melted to the pavement. Over 14,000 firefighters were struggling to contain the flames. More than one person described the fires as apocalyptic. Insurers typically describe natural disasters as acts of God. The flooding in the Houston area from Hurricane Harvey was described as flooding of biblical proportions and the consequent destruction as an act of God. Tsunamis that sweep away villages, mudslides that do the same. Homes destroyed by lightning, earthquakes that swallow homes and highways, all described as acts of God. The implication is that these things could not have been caused by man, nor reasonably avoided by man, and therefore no one is responsible. This, of course, means no one is liable in our incredibly litigious society. So, if you can't blame man, there's only one guy left, right? Anthropologists tell us that many ancient religions evolved specifically in response to natural disasters, concluding that if one worshipped and sacrificed to the correct God, perhaps disaster could be avoided in the future. Thus, gods from those whose purview was crop growth, to battle, even to fertility, became part of the mythologies of Assyria, Greece, Egypt, and Rome. If the gods could be appeased, they could be angered as well, and people began believing that natural disasters were caused by the relevant god as punishment. Philosophers and theologians in the past used the term natural evils, but since the scientific revolution following the Renaissance, vengeance from multiple gods has taken on the quality of fairy tales. Yet, as Rabbi Harold Kushner famously asked in the 1980s, why then do bad things happen to good people? There is still a reflexive response, especially in the West, that some divine force must be behind tragic events, and certainly tragic events on the scale of a tsunami earthquake, or pandemic. But it doesn't take very long for many who examine the question of God's culpability in all this to notice that natural disasters seem not to discriminate between the innocent and the guilty. What then is the answer? The answer is what that old Russian babushka said on Call the Midwife, which we alluded to last month. God is less in the events than he is in the response. When someone in the crowd asked Christ what sin had been committed by those crushed under the falling tower in Siloam, or what evil had those Galileans committed who were butchered by Pilate while worshiping, Christ responded that they had done nothing to deserve their horrific deaths. It just happened. Luke 13, 1-5. When he was teaching about loving your neighbors in the Sermon on the Mount, Christ pointed out that God causes the sun to shine on the evil and the good alike, and causes the rain to water the fields of the righteous and the fields of the sinner, 
Matthew 5:45. So when there's flooding along the Mississippi or in the Gulf, when there are wildfires engulfing the West Coast, when there's a tsunami that threatens Hawaii, when there's an earthquake in San Francisco, or even when there's a viral pandemic wreaking havoc across the globe, God is more likely in our response than in the event. Christ tells us repeatedly that God is love, and we have only to love God and love our neighbor with everything we've got, to have met the demands of the greatest commandment, Mark 12, 29-31. That means when trouble comes to good people, the rest of us need to help. When you see pictures of the devastation wrought by fire on the West Coast, don't shake your head and wonder why God would allow it. Wonder instead how Christ would have you be one of his witnesses and help those affected. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you, and we know that you love us. Let your Spirit guide us when we become misguided and decide to blame you for our fallen world's disasters, or blame those affected for whatever sin they must have committed to bring this on. For your Son told us himself that this is not the way it works. Remind us of Job 1. Love each other. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow.